All right, it's time again for another Inside Word podcast. Um, today, uh, we're lucky enough to have Jason Burnell from uh, Set for Life down in Wollongong. Um, a lot of you guys uh, would have seen him at uh, the odd conference or PD day, but uh, Jason, welcome. Thank you, Dave. Good to be here. Thank um, Yeah, welcome to the, uh, the the Inside Word podcast. Look, we, normally we started off just to get to know you a little bit closer. So first of all, so you, do you have a nickname? Uh, not not now. A high school nickname was Burnsy. That's off off the surname, but no, not not these days. Well, when you got you, you're in an office with a heap of people, and uh, it's a wonder some you know someone isn't dealing out the uh, the nicknames in there. Oh, look, it's probably they're probably uh, obscenities, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, mate, can we just get a bit about you? So, mate, family, where you live? Certainly. Um, yeah. Look, I'm a I'm a oldest of four siblings. Um, I've divorced about two years ago, which is obviously not ideal, but it is what it is. Um, have a beautiful five year old daughter, which I look after fifty percent of the time. Her name is Zoe. Um, yeah, I, I moved down to the Illawarra. I'd actually been up up in sort of Sydney way or sort of the Bankstown area and decided I wanted to get away from the hustle and bustle. So picked myself up and moved down here in 2013, I think it was, and don't regret that decision. Um, yeah, that that's kind of where I'm at. I, I sort of joined this business about four years ago now. Um, up in Sydney, I worked more in the, the private side of things. And when I came to Wollongong, I sort of moved into the um the industry super fun space so that's kind of shaped a bit of my background um it used to be first state super now we're super so when i joined the guys here that's kind of a bit of the background i brought in so um that's kind of a little bit about myself yeah right uh, so you're um how far from, how far from work well, the gong's pretty good now you can get around wollongong albeit it is filling up you can get around there pretty easy so how far from work uh, mate, I'm a, a five-minute drive, not even. So it just so happens that, um, yeah, I'm close. And since I've done that, actually living near work, I, I don't think I'd ever not live near work again. I've done the, like, two-hour train commutes and all that and just, yeah, maybe when I was younger that was all right, but can't go back. Once you've done it this way, you can't go back. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just getting closer and closer, it does make a big difference. Hey, um, so, what, mate, what got you, what got you into advice? Um, so interesting on that, I guess from a very young age, my now deceased past grandfather, he actually taught me a lot about shares and investing in shares. So I sort of learned that from him at a young age. I remember sitting on his lap and looking at all the different companies and, you know, he was right into that. Um, I sort of went down that path myself of trying to invest and again, from a young age without knowing anything. Um, yeah. And I think, I think I decided that I, I worked in um, sales, so I used to sell, I used to work for old Dick Smith, selling computer parts, and um, so I, I was quite good at sales, I, I used to make good good money selling, and I was quite successful, and I decided one day, look, I enjoy this finance stuff, I enjoy the selling stuff, it seems to me that financial planning is sort of the, the bring together of those things, and obviously there was the technical component, which I started to study Um do the DFP at that time. And interestingly, the story, how it worked, I was studying my DFP, sold a TV to this guy in Sydney, and um, I went to his, you know, apartment looking over Sydney Arbour and his amazing place, it installed this TV, and he asked me what I was doing. I said, oh, I'm, 
I'm sort of studying financial planning. He's like, oh, I've actually, I own a financial planning business. And so we got talking and he said, I'll speak to my business partner. And within a couple of days, I um, I had my in. I started a job for that company. And then within 12 months, I was seeing clients. So a bit of a whirlwind. Wow, that's pretty so, cool, isn't it? Isn't it, isn't it funny, isn't it, how things happen like that? Absolutely. It's unbelievable. Like, it's almost like, you know, uh, you sort of put your head towards a direction and then it just, the, the world sort of throws that opportunity in front. So I took that opportunity with both hands and, um, yeah, never looked back. And um, to this day, sort of love it. So, yeah, that's great. Very cool story. So, I mean, tell me, tell me about Set for Life. Who's there? Uh, so, Set for Life is essentially owned by, well, it's now owned by, Wayne Grosnick, but Wayne and Rob, Rob, Rob essentially started the business many, many eons ago. Um, so we're just a small family-owned business down here in Illawarra. Um, currently, there's eight staff. There's four advisors, including myself, and three support staff plus the business owner. So there's only eight of us in the business. Um, not long ago, we sold off. It was also a sort of a planning slash accounting business, and that's actually that part's been sold off to staff that used to work on the accounting side. So we've sort of separated out the um, accounting and the planning, but there is still a bit of, you know, crossover between. Um, yeah. So we're located here in Unandera, just off the highway. Um, we're, we're potentially in the process of looking for a premises to buy rather than rent. So that's something that's on the cards, um, you know, and there's actually quite a bit of, commercial stuff coming onto the market. So that could be on the cards in the future. Um, and we also opened up a berry office. So one of our planners is located on the South coast. So we've got someone down in Berry, and that's sort of starting to pick up a bit down that way. Cause there's really not a lot of um, financial planners down there. So we're getting sort of word of mouth down there. Plus we're on Australian supers um, referral kind of database so anyone that's sort of down there we're sort of getting some referrals that way as well so that's a bit about bit about the business yeah no that's cool the uh, the average age there is a bit lower than uh, the normal AE practices that's for sure yeah look i think so so um obviously rob rob rob's the the nice. the one that's been around for eons and the, the head on show but um yeah i think when i when i joined the business Four years ago, it was really just sort of Rob sort of running running the show and there was another person who'd left. But um, yeah, I think I, I came over and tried to help the, you know, help them um, sort of build the business. And then I essentially brought two other advisors that I had good connections with across with me. So we're all, um, you know, well, we've all just hit 40. So it's a, it definitely would be a younger age, I guess you could say, compared to the average in the industry, I would assume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it puts it really cool dynamic. It's uh, it's good fun. So, I mean, let's get let's get a bit personal now. Beer, wines, or spirits, mate. BWS, mate. I, I, I would actually go for all three. I I, I won't uh, <laughs> I won't say no. Um, yeah, yeah. I I don't mind. A, I like a rum on the rocks. So that's in the spirit category. Don't don't mind a red wine, and I'll drink your standard bogan. VB Carlton to his new all day long. So I'm not I'm not one of these trendsetter beer drinkers, but I do do, do mind I don't mind a normal just a normal pub lager. <laughs> yeah, nice. What about coffee or tea? Uh definitely coffee. Um I've cut back from four a day to two a day. So um I sort of enjoy sleeping at night. So I thought maybe four a day is starting to get a bit much, but um 
Yeah, co- definitely coffee. Definitely. Mate, coffee. how do you take it? It's a, it's black straight up, or you know, bit of, bit of white, or some sort of almond latte. Um, mate, I, I do I do a an espresso shot, and then just put a tiny little bit of extra milk on top. So, yeah. I'm sure if you were in Melbourne, they'd have some name for that. That'd be a piccolo or a macchiato or something. Yes, it would be. Maybe I should look it up. But um, <laughs> yeah, trying to keep trying to keep the milk not. It used to be the full the full helping of milk, but um, yeah, just a little bit of milk to take the edge off the coffee. Mate, I'm sure when you read this one, this one would have spun your head around, mate. But what's a fun fact about Jason? Fun fact. Um, so, in addition to being a qualified financial advisor, I'm actually a qualified personal trainer as well. So. Um, if uh, if clients need some help in that that space, I could potentially do that if I so chose. <laughs> and you can get their whole life together for them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Not just the finances, get the the fitness done as well. And I don't, so, who's your perfect client? Um, I, I don't know how this compares to others in the network, but my, my perfect client is typically a couple who are sixty years old. Um. I find that at 60 years old, there's just so much more that we can do. We can obviously access super tax-free. So we can start TTRs. Um, you know, you could possibly argue maybe it's a bit late in the, the the saving cycle, but there may still be time to be, you know, building and, and adding to super. Um, yeah, I, I sort of find that that in that 60-year-old 60, 60 space, that to me is is perfect because there's just so much more we can do for people with relation to you know accessing super recontribution strategy super contributions carry forward you know maybe it, it, that that to me is the perfect age and also it's perfect in the sense that i feel that once you take on that client and you do a good job um they're actually with you for quite a long time so um you sort of build with them grow with them um, you can, you know, you can be with them for a long time and give them ongoing service. So that'd be my perfect, perfect client. Um, in terms of, um, in terms of monetary side, um, one of the things that I quite like about being here in the Illawarra is we, our business model is is not necessary. You know, you see a lot of planning businesses that are sort of always after the whole ultra high net worth or the high net worth. Um, I, I feel really happy and proud that we can actually service, you know, our, our uh, community so our blue collar our nurses uh, we can charge a, a decent enough fee and we can provide enough value that we can actually work with um you know our soul of the earth people so you know for me it's not about a dollar value but um more about what we can actually do to help people so you know um i mean if you have to dollar value it anywhere from half a million to you know early millions is perfect but you know we don't necessarily need to go chasing after big dollar um, to either be profitable or, um, you know, to offer value to, to people. That's, that's, yeah, that's a part I'd say. Oh, look, that's a, and that's, you know, it's, it's good fun to do that. But that, those 60 year olds are, they're, they're low hanging fruit and you can just, the advice dividend is just huge for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's so much, it's just the, you're right. The, the dividend from that, just from all the actions you can do, like it's, it's very, very valuable work. And if you do it well, you know, you could show them a course of their life that is dramatically different from having done that versus done nothing sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. So, mate, uh, what do you guys wear to work down there? What's your work attire? Uh, well, um, as you can see, I'm just wearing like a, a logoed polo shirt. So I, I typically flip between this, you know, perhaps on days where I'm light on with clients or don't have clients. And then depending if I've got quite a few clients, I'll probably 
I might even do a shirt and tie, be a bit more formal. But um, yeah, we're happy to flip between. You know, we're pretty, we're reasonably casual. So, uh, but I don't mind donning the professional attire either. Well, mate, the guys in Melbourne they they, they go to suit every day. So uh, you know, I'm not sure that you look a bit weird in Newcastle in Wollongong. I think. Yeah, I think so. So, mate, um, so what what do you what do you like about advising? Um, I think, I think the, almost around what we're talking about, the low hanging fruit, like the the fact that you're able to teach, guide and coach people in an area of their life that's very, very important to them and essentially change and alter the, 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 the life trajectory that they're going to take, um, is very, very valuable. And, and even just being able to open up people's eyes to different ideas and different strategies and things they weren't aware of um, that, that put them in a better position and, and that they very much value. Um, to me, that's very, very fulfilling. Um, yeah, very, very fulfilling work. And and knowing that, like knowing that in your guts and your soul that, you know, you're charging this person X, but you know that you're delivering them X times 10 in value. Um, that's also quite a fulfilling thing that that the exchange there you know that you're actually delivering very very good value so yeah i think that's it um and and again i I love i love the personal finance game i love all of this stuff the technical stuff the detailed stuff the investing stuff so the the fact that i can combine all that into one package um yeah I, i think that's that's probably my answer there yeah i think it looks like you know you probably get a little bit of fulfillment out of coaching as well so that's uh it's a, yeah, seems to be something you like. But um, how do you guys charge down there? Are you um, asset based? You fee for service? You some sort of hybrid? What's the what's the deal at, in Wollongong? Um, so so I'd like to say that we're a fixed fee um, model in the sense that the fee we charge is a is a fixed fee to the the client. And the reason that we've sort of gone to that path is in order to try to attempt to be product provider agnostic. Um, you know, not all product providers you deal with are going to allow you to charge percentage-based fees. So, um, you know, having a fixed fee as our um, our fee is important for that to allow us to be provider agnostic. Now, that being said, in the background, in coming up with that fee, that fixed fee, it doesn't mean we're not, you know, we are actually using some percentage-based calculation, you know, some risk calculation in how we get to that. So for every person... That will be different, and it will it will have connection to the amount of money we're helping them manage. But um, the actual end fee itself, that's quoted, is a is a fixed figure. Um, and the reason we do that, as I said, is that I I don't want to be, I don't want my fee model to then dictate the products that we would have to use or that path we take. Um, so that's sort of that's sort of our approach, I would say. Yeah, look, and that's a good way. I mean, we just don't want to have product. Uh... <laughs> Too, too much any, any product involvement in in our advice. It's uh, you know I think, I think it's a great way of putting it together. So mate, yeah, when you crank absolutely. stuff up, mate, how, how many appointments do you do in a week? Um, so look, I, I would probably say the the ideal or the perfect week would be maybe five to seven. Um, you know, I th- I think one person a day is beautiful, right? You have the meeting, you got time to do the finance, you got time to do all the other bits and pieces. But um, you know, in a real world, you've got to be you know pragmatic. But um. Yeah, so so ideal would be five to seven. Um, you know, some weeks I've done twelve, some weeks I've done three. You know, it will obviously fluctuate. Um, 
but I guess, yeah, I, I think sort of that five to seven is the the level I'd want to be at to be comfortable in terms of meeting the requirements of the work to, to generate the income you need, plus balance that out with, you know, um, time constraints and other things. Yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, that, that that works pretty well. I said uh, you get a we get a really good mix in the uh, in this uh, in this business on how many appointments everyone does. I think Gretel was saying the other day she does fifteen when things are going hot. Well, uh, I think I think I might I might just comment on that a bit further. So maybe maybe this is again this is always obviously areas of of learning and growing and changing. So for me, the when I say a five to seven a week, now you know I, I would say that the meetings that I do would be more. Uh, perhaps a bit more lengthy or a bit more detailed or go into a bit more. So, you know, I, I would say an hour and a half meeting would be That's more the norm than That's the exception. Way. So, you know, if, if I was doing maybe half an hour quick, quick review ones, that might be definitely you can, you can whack more in, but um, yeah, I, I feel like in terms of the, the work and the detail and the clients we're dealing with, we want to be able to give them that. It's just sort of getting that balance right. I think. Yeah, for sure. I look at at, at um, seven a week. That still allows you to service over two hundred and fifty clients. Like if you're doing one review a year, yep. so it's plenty plenty of yep. scope to get things done. It's more so you know what what level of service you're doing. And like you know, a lot of these practices are building up. They have months where they try and get all their reviews done, and they're building other stuff up. Mate, don't talk about your strategies, mate. What's the, what's the coolest strategy you've pumped out lately? Uh, I, I think I think I've got I've got a particular client in mind. Um, who followed me over here from my old business and you know Scottish bloke with the most strong Scottish accent I've almost got to like lean in to listen to what he's saying to hear it but um you know beautiful beautiful couple didn't didn't think he could retire and um he'd seen other advisors before because his wife worked in Westpac and they just weren't they, they weren't able to give him the info he needed to feel confident we I met with him and basically said mate you've got this in the bag you can get you can get this sorted you can retire anyway um yeah with that particular client you know they're a client that have an age differential so one of the things i quite like doing with with those clients with centrelink is doing those really crazy sheltering strategies or in the lead up to them getting to age pension age sort of siphoning money into the younger partner's name so that you can get someone a full age pension but they've got like you know a million plus of assets and and Clients really seem to like that. They get really sort of turned on at the idea that they've got all this money, but they're still getting a full age pension and, and the concessions. So, um, you know, strategies like that I quite quite enjoy. Um, again, with that same couple, they had an investment property that they were selling. So uh, in addition to doing this crazy sheltering strategy, we, we sold one of their investment properties and we used the five-year carry forward to offset the capital gains tax because they hadn't been contributing so you know, um, just that that particular strategy was, um, and and that was before they actually got to age pension age. But again, we were able to mitigate this huge capital gains tax bill on a property by, you know, um, offsetting it with carry forward contributions. We we're then able to put all the money in the clients super, so that when they got to age pension age, they virtually had nothing. And then they've got this big period where they're getting a full age pension plus they got you know a million and a half of money. So. I don't know. I think that might be if I was to sort of put my thinking cap on as to my coolest strategy or, or memorable client or memorable strategy. I'd say that'd probably be it. Be it. It's getting me excited, mate. That's a cool strategy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very cool. And I've and by and and off the back of that, I mean I've had 
you know, that, that, that couple has recommended me five or six. So five or six extra clients I've got out of that one couple that all come and see me. They, he goes and tells them. So they, they actually live in this retirement village now. It's they, they're, they're younger. They're not, but I can actually virtually go and do a, a, um, a review day out there because I've got multiple clients that all live in the same retirement <laughs> village. So <Well> done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well very cool. So Jason, what keeps you busy when you're not advising? Um, look, my, my, my daughter and spending time with her is probably the, um, the, the most important thing that I enjoy, um, doing in my spare time. Um, I've also got a new partner, so found, found love again. So that's, that's another, um, avenue that I enjoy spending time doing. Um, yeah, both of those things are my main, my main things that I would go to in, in my spare time. Um, I think an interesting, this is maybe another trivia piece, but I'm actually planning to learn Spanish. So, um, somebody overheard me in the office. So my secret Santa gift was a Spanish for dummies. So I've got no excuse not to learn Spanish over this Christmas break. Um, so definitely looking forward to that. Cause I'd like to be able to go to South America and, you know, see some of the places there. And if you can speak the language, that's obviously useful. Um, and then, yeah, the other thing I'm, I'm crazy about Bitcoin. So, um, that's kind of my other passion outside of this. So, um, I'm very happy at the moment Bitcoin's doing its thing. So, um, yeah, that, that'd be my, um, what keeps me busy, what keeps me excited outside of, outside of the bit, office. You're also pretty fit too. Do you, you do a bit of exercise? I do, mate. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have a, um, I, during COVID I invested in the ho the whole home gym. So I got a, a really amazing home gym set up where I've got everything in there, all the machines, all the bits and pieces. So, you know, I'm in there four or five days, mornings a week, trying to keep fit, trying to keep healthy, um, you know, trying to keep in shape. So that's something I'm quite passionate about as well. Um, so yeah, as a, as a personal trainer, I, I obviously know what to do. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get enjoyment yeah. out of it though. It gives you good health, vitality, hopefully keeps you younger for longer. Endorphins. Hey, man, what, what um, conference destinations? I don't think you've been to too many conference mates, but where I've have only... you I've only been to one. So by default, Coogee is my favorite conference destination because that's the only one I've been to. <laughs> so, uh, but I had a great time in Coogee. It was fantastic. Are you guys going to pack up and come to um, to Brisbane? Uh, no idea. I'll leave that with the boss. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that with the boss. So, I mean, so Jason, what's next? What's next for you? Um, I think I think we're in relation to the business itself. Obviously, it's just around sort of more of a continual improvement inside the business. If there's ways we can uplift it, improve it. Um, you know, this, this whole AI revolution that's coming through, we're just sort of pondering how does that fit within financial planning business? Um, you know, if somehow AI could help me with the bits of this, this work that I didn't like, which was the file notes and the SOAs um, and let me do more time with the face-to-face -face stuff. Fantastic. So um, yeah, I know there's a, there is a financial planning business in Wollongong. One of the, uh, my colleagues goes surfing with the owner. So they've invited him to go and have a look what they're doing with AI. So um, apparently they're using it to pretty good effect. So just sort of getting some ideas there. Um, yeah. Just to try to become more efficient and, and more profitable, I suppose, from a, from a business perspective. Um, yeah. From a, from a personal perspective, I'm just going to keep, um, keep on keeping on. Uh, my daughter starts school next year, so she's starting primary school, which will be exciting, an exciting new phase. So, um, yeah, very, very excited about that. And, um, yeah.
Yeah, that's a bit of fun, isn't it, when they start school and they do that? So, uh, yeah, no, very good. Hey, um, thank you very much for your time, Jason. That's been a, a really cool story. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Dave. <laughs>